What's going on, everyone? It's Cole Cruz, and you're listening to the KC Anthem Movies Podcast. Uh, right now, I'm in the middle of making the uh, um, the best of 2021 video at the moment, and uh, like again, apologies for taking lo- like so long on that. Um, you know, making uh, numerous announcements and and reverting back and and not even um, following through there. Uh, I just wanted to keep adding more elements to it that I figured could make the video good. Um, and like, I know it's not going to be a perfect video. It's really not, but I, w- I still wanted to make it the best I could given the things I have. So, um, I also wanted to rewatch a few movies as well, just to make sure that those are, um, solid. I think even though the, li- <laughs> the thing about lists is they're going to fucking change anyway. So, um, Apologies for that. I'm still working on it. I'm still working on that video. Um, I'm still editing and putting that together. Um, but in the meantime, I still wanted to put a podcast down. And uh, we are nearing our 100th episode. Uh, very, I think it's the next one. I'm pretty sure it's the next episode. Is the 100th episode. So, wow. That is just insane. That is, <laughs> that's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. And... I, I had an idea for what 99 would be, but then I was like, no, I think I'll save that for like the next, I don't know what to call it, a season after I get to episode 100. Uh, yeah, well, the next, I guess the next era of this podcast. And um, I figured a fun we could do, it, it, I figured what a fun thing we could do is uh, just talk about what films I'm looking forward to. Um, in 2022, while I'm making a video about my favorites of 2021, uh, I wanted to talk about the movies that I'm, I myself am looking forward to in 2022. Some of these movies have already come out <laughs> already because uh, they've just, yeah, um, I think one of them actually has. I think it's just one of them. I think, yeah, it's just one of them that um, has actually come out. Um, but I think like another one is coming out in a few weeks. But again, you know, we'll get to that. Uh, without further ado, let's get into my most anticipated for 2022. Um, I've got a few honorable mentions here before we get into our top 10. Uh, so I'm going to rally off those first. First of all, we have The Whale, which is uh, Darren Aronofsky's next movie starring Brendan Fraser. He's making his return. And uh, I'm not sure when about is coming out in 2022, but... It looks interesting. Uh, the plot looks interesting. And just to return to Brendan Fraser is, is a very, very exciting thing. I mean, ever since seeing that, I think it was that interview he had where he was playing Nintendo Switch as well. Um, the All Shocks man, uh, meme. Uh, yeah, like ever since that interview, been really looking forward to seeing him again. I mean, I watched him last year in, um, uh, what is it? The uh, the Steven, Steven Soderbergh film. Um, no sudden move. There it is. No sudden move. I watched him in that last year and it was good to see him back uh, doing acting. Um, so it'd be good to see. Um, I'm interested in seeing what this movie, The Whale, is about. Aronofsky himself has also taken a few years off as well since uh, releasing Mother. So um, I think he's been in TV. I'm not too sure, but um, it'd be exciting to see his film return as well. Um, next, I've got Where the Crawdads Sing, the uh, film adaptation of the, of the book by Daley Owens. Uh, I read the book in 2020 because I was told it was incredible, and uh, I read it and really, really loved it. Gave it five stars and good reads because uh, I was just 
<clears throat> I just really, really enjoyed the story. I loved the mystery. Um, and then the exciting court stuff, like what you really think wouldn't be the most exciting stuff was the most exciting stuff in the book for me. Uh, the setting as well was very interesting. Um, and we have, uh, I believe, who's directing this movie? Um, uh, Olivia Newman is directing this. I'm not familiar with her work or this might be her directorial debut. I'm not too sure, but uh, I just want to see if the uh, if they do this book justice because that book was excellent, in my opinion. Um, Daisy Edgar-Jones is starring as Kaya. And uh, I recently just saw her in Fresh, which is, I'll be talking about that later on as well. Um, uh, and, and she's great. I haven't seen Normal People yet, but I do want to check out, especially after watching Fresh and seeing um, her on the screen, I do want to check out Normal People now. Um, and because uh, apparently she does excellent work in that in that show. Uh, next, I've got Disappointment Boulevard from Ariasta. We have no information about this at all. Like, I'm not sure when it's coming out no details i think it's another this one's going to be not another horror sorry it's going to be more of a comedy um joaquin phoenix is in this movie i've seen the set photos uh they're pretty wacky the makeup they yeah like they might <laughs> the makeup looks really really weird and um but but awesome but it looks great phoenix almost looks like unrecognizable honestly um, so that's what we've got to go off really set photos and some plot information, but if it doesn't come out next year, probably 2023, but I don't know. You never know. We could, it could, uh, come out, uh, next year. Uh, next I've got blonde here from, um, uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe biopic, uh, starring Ana de Amas, who's one of my, uh, uh, recent favorite, uh, stars on the screen. She was most recently in, uh, No Time to Die. Um, oh, no, most recently she was in that Deep Water film with uh, Ben Affleck, but I haven't got a chance to watch that yet. Uh, but she was in No Time to Die as Paloma. And uh, again, like, great work. I think she's a really, a really an up-on-comer. And um, uh, Knives Out, she was great in Knives Out as well. Um, she'll be playing Marilyn Monroe. Uh, this is directed by Andrew Dominic. Um, there was some reports a while ago about how this film was going to be like NC-17 uh, or something. So that's interesting. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what the, you know, what direction he, Dominic is going with this movie. Um, if it is just a biopic about Marilyn's life or, or her, you know, her movies. And um, sounds like it's getting a lot more personal uh, based on the rating that it originally got. I'm pretty sure it's getting cut down to an R rating now. Um, but it sounds interesting. Um, I think Anadai Mas is a very interesting casting choice uh, for Marilyn Monroe. I believe we did that film with uh, Michelle Monaghan. I think it was Marilyn. My, My Week with Marilyn or something. Uh, Michelle Monaghan was Marilyn Monroe in that movie. And uh I thought she looked great as Marilyn Monroe, but I think uh, I think Anna will uh, will also do a great job with. Um, I mean, we we won't know until the movie comes out, but I like it. I like what's been happening with this one, and I'm interested to see what it is going to be. Uh, I've got an animated film here, Lightyear. Uh, not so original, I guess, because it is based off an existing OAP or existing character. It's about Buzz Lightyear. Uh, stars Chris Evans, but man, does it look beautiful. 
Um, I'm not sure if this is going to theaters or straight to Disney Plus, but uh, from the trailer alone, it just looked just absolutely jaw dropping. I mean, Pixar is you know they, they just make gorgeous shit from now on. I mean, I just recently saw Turning Red, and uh, it it was also just so 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 beautiful. And um, that animation style alone for that movie was very, very exciting. And uh, this one just looks like, just like, it does look like you're just, you know, what Pixar will put out nowadays. Um, but uh, I like Buzz Lightyear. I like Chris Evans. Um, and I like a good uh, sci-fi film. So I hope it's a good one. And uh, all I can say is from the trailer that I watched that it, I like Buzz Lightyear. I like Pixar. Give it to me. I'm fine with it. Let's go. Um, and my final number mention, I have Operation Fortune, uh, or Operation Fortune, or however you want to say it. It's got a weird like subtitle as well afterwards, but this is Guy Ritchie's next film. Um, I'm a massive Guy Ritchie fan. I've been a fan of his since uh, like ever since I started watching his movies. So I've I've seen all of his films. I've he has never been like quite hit and miss. I don't like the adaptations as much as the original films. I don't like the. Uh, you know the the uh, the remakes or the the Disney's live action Aladdin, let's something like the different live action Aladdin or the King Arthur film uh, more than his original films. I do like prefer his kind of like grounded style of filmmaking more than the studio films that he has done. And uh, this one looks like more akin to something like The Gentleman, uh, lesser than uh, Wrath of Man, which I didn't really enjoy. I thought it was quite hollow. Um, that one felt like a studio film to me and uh, Gentleman or The Gentleman, sorry, felt more like a Richie film. And this one definitely uh, looks and feels more like a more of a, a Richie film. Um, this was originally called Five Eyes, I believe, but it's starring like Hugh Grant, Aubrey Plaza, Jason Statham and yeah, more Go Richie stuff. Thank you very much. I'll lead it up. <laughs> I'll it up, especially with Aubrey Plaza, because she's been doing some great work lately. If you haven't seen Black Bear, I mean, I've seen that film's Paris for a while, but that woman's doing incredible work with, when she chooses some very interesting projects, she really gets down to work. Operation Fortune, you know, it, lo- it looks fun. Um, why do I keep saying it like Fortune? <laughs> Operation Fortune, I guess. Uh, it looks fun. Uh, and um, um, I'm pretty excited to see it. I think it's coming out in April, next month, I think. Uh yeah, the Australian releases with the Guy Ritchie films are very. We always get them, seem to get them first. Like we always get the same. We always seem to get them uh, before North America gets them. Um, kind of the UK and Australia kind of gets at the same time. And uh, yeah, it's 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 it, whenever it's Ritchie films released, it's always like a strange kind of release schedule. It's a strange time because they kind of just come and go. Like the gentleman, um, I saw of a friend of mine, and it kind of just like. We saw it, and then it was gone two weeks later. So, and then you know, it's on Netflix now. I'm pretty sure, but it, it, it's a weird release schedule. I don't know how. I think it's Tough Man Studios, I believe, is Richie's production company, but um, or Tough Boy. I'm not too sure if I'm saying it right, but uh, yeah, like it's odd. I'll just say it's odd. I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm just saying it's odd. All right, let's get to the top ten. Um, I have ten films here. Some of you might have heard some of these movies. Some of you might not have not uh, heard of these movies. But uh, let's get down to it. We're going to start with some MCU fare. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Um, 
I'm an MCU fan. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if you've seen the fucking MCU podcast I've done over the years, but I'm an MCU fan. I'm not really a fan of this latest phase, uh, to be honest. I really did love Spider-Man far from... Um, I really did love Spider-Man No Way Home, but this phase has just been a bit weird so far. This kind of like multiverse phase. Um, it's been a bit a bit messy, in my opinion. Just been a bit messy. And um, the production and the development of this film has been interesting to watch as Scott Derrickson stepped away uh, over creative differences and then Sam Raimi was brought on to direct this film and I'm a fan of like I, I do like what Sam Raimi does but it'd be I did want kind of I, I did want Scott Derrickson to do do get to do the second film because I do like the first Doctor Strange movie um it was just unfortunate that uh, Derrickson had to step away from this film and but but now we have Sam Raimi and I like his work I like his style and uh it's this has been touted as the MCU's first horror film, and that is an interesting thing to me. I think that's a very interesting way they could go. Uh, I've been hearing some things about the new Moon Knight show and how that's also kind of horror orientated as well, and how that's a bit of a change for the MCU. So I like seeing these new creative pushes with the MCU, and uh, Phase Four is trying that, but in other ways, it is kind of fucking with it because they just want to be everything needs to be connected. And that like that seems to be the case with this multiverse stuff, but sometimes it does does just come off as messy to me. But I have my hopes for this one. I do like the first movie. I just the only thing I think I have doubts I have going to this one is just so many things are going to be in this. I think um, you have the inclusion of uh, Elizabeth Olsen's um, Scarlet Witch, uh, Wanda Maximoff. Um, like I don't know who America Chavez is. Um, but she's in a lot of the trailer. It looks like we're getting some Illuminati stuff as well with Professor X. Yeah, is that just going to be one scene alone? It just seems to be a lot of things in this movie, and hopefully it does come together. And I'm not sure if this is going to be a long runtime ever. Is this going to be a two and a half hour film? Is this going to be just a normal two hour film? But Marvel seems to be doing more of the two and a half hour, two hours and 45 minute fare lately on, uh, recently. So, uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm curious. I'm curious what they're going to do with this one, um, but I do have my hopes up for it. Uh, number nine, I have... <laughs> number nine, I have Don't Worry Darling, uh, Olivia Wilde's next film after Booksmart, and I really enjoyed her first feature. I thought it was quite excellent. I have great casting. Um, the two leads, Caitlin Deva and uh, Benny Feldstein, Benny Feldstein, sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I said Feinstein. Did I say Feinstein? Uh, Benny Feldstein and Caitlin Dever, great leads. And also just like you had Molly Gordon in that movie as well. Um, Diana Silver. And it was it was just a well-casted film. It was a well-casted film. Great stuff. And I thought Olivia Wilde's direction on that film was just beautiful and gorgeous. And the way she helmed it was just uh, very, very, very good. And uh, this film is—it seems to be take place in the uh, in the nineteen fifties, and it stars Florence Pugh, uh, and it stars Florence Pugh, Chris Pine, Harry Styles. Uh, and the trailer, the kind of snippet we little got, it looked interesting, um, but that's all really what we have. We got a plot description here. We have 
A 1950s housewife is living with her husband in a utopian experimental community begins to worry that his glamorous company may be hiding disturbing secrets. It, it's very, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting little premise. And I hope that uh, uh, Wilde delivers on that premise. Uh, but I, I think she will. I, uh, she proved herself to be a great director of Booksmart, and I, I've got hope for her, um, her next film. The Star Power Alone gets it through as well. Big fan of Florence Pugh. Um, Harry Styles is acting. I've really only seen in Dunkirk for about 12 seconds, but, <laughs> um, you know, Chris Pine. I like Chris Pine. Who else we got here? We got uh, Gemma Chan. I like Gemma Chan. Nick Kroll. Craig Ballant. Hey, I'm a big fan of this cast. And uh, yeah, I like a good crime drama. And uh, it's it, it, it'd be... I just want to see how Olivia Wilde will handle a 1950s crime, crime drama because that is very appealing to me and uh, want to see how she pulls that off. So don't worry, darling. Um, don't, I'm not sure we, we have a release date for that one, but we do have it this year, I believe. There was a trailer that was released, like a little mini trailer that Olivia Wilde put on her Instagram. Um, I think it actually is just out like on YouTube as well, but I saw it on Instagram first and... Uh, uh, I think it is coming this year. So that's it. Don't worry, darling. Number nine. Uh, number eight, we have Babylon, uh, which is Damien Chazelle's next film. And Damien Chazelle, guys, if you didn't know, uh, that boy did Whiplash and La La Land. Um, and he did that Apple commercial, <laughs> that vertical Apple commercial, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think th- this one's here just because of Damon Giselle. I mean, I love both Whiplash and La La Land. Um, you have a great cast here as well. You have Brad Pitt, you have Tobey Maguire, Margot Robbie, Livia Wilde, Samara Weaving, Catherine Waterston. What? Come on. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, we have we don't have a plot description for it yet, but it's rumored to be set in a period in Hollywood, and I guess. La La Land was kind of like a early, when was La La Land set? It was kind of like the end of 2000s, I think. And, um, you know, if, if that is about that place in Hollywood, it looks like he's going even further back in time in Hollywood. And people could look at this and say, well, that looks like Oscar bait. That looks like, it's just an Oscar bait. Maybe you can make a movie about Hollywood, but I uh, trust Giselle to make something original and, and, and trust him to make a very visually striking well edited film and uh and i think he'll do that i've, I've got hopes for giselle to do that he's got a great cast behind him as well and um it says this is coming out this year but we have literally no plot description but it says it's coming out this year so uh there you go but you know release dates shift all the time i had mission impossible 7 in here for a while and then i fucking put that off so um yeah that kind of sucked but anyway Babylon, um, Damien Giselle's next feature. Get ready for it. Uh, number seven. This is where I did have Mission Impossible 7, but I had to get it off because of the 2023 push. Um, but now I've replaced that with another film that, again, I just have a good conscience that it is coming out this year because apparently he's been working on this for one for a while. It's Park Chan-wook's next film. 
Uh, it's called Decision to Leave, and it's about a detective investigating a man's death in the mountains meets the dead man's mysterious wife in the course of his dogged sleuthing. Very ambiguous and like not giving us a lot of details that 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 description but you know it's another park chan wook crime drama um i have been recently uh like not too recently but uh late last year i watched pretty nearly all of park chan wook's films and um absolutely loved him loved his style and loved the way he handled things um JSA is probably my favorite film of his. Uh, the only film I didn't get around to doing, I think, was I'm a Cyborg, but that's okay. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to hell for that one. Um, and, uh, yeah, I definitely liked... I liked all of what I was seeing. I watched the, uh, of Thirst as well. was another great film that I watched from him. And... Um, the only, I, I think the only Western movie he's made was Stoker with uh, Mia Wasikowska and um, it was Matthew Bomer, I think, of Nicole Kidman. But I do definitely prefer his Korean stuff uh, more than his Western stuff. So um, I'm looking forward to uh, this film. Uh, Park Chan Wook, is, he's writing it too. He's directing it. It's a Park Chan Wook film. Um, I've had this on my list, right? I've had this. I think this is announced in 2019 i think and i think it was or is it 2020 i think it was around 2020 2019 2020 and it's finally i think apparently this is coming out this year so um if not this year possibly early 2023 but um i've got good on good conscience that we would come out this year because i would love another park chain walk serving uh, number six, I have more MCU fare, but more of the one I'm lo- more looking forward to is Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, this is Taika Waititi's follow-up to his earlier Thor film, Thor Ragnarok or Thor 3, if you want to fucking call it that, given numerical value. Um, this is, yeah, not much to go on about it. There's not much description, I think. Where's the T? Yeah, there's not much description so far. Jane Foster is coming back as well, because that, that's, that could be exciting. But, I mean, I love Thor Ragnarok. I love what Taika Waititi does. I trust what he can do. And um, there's not much to say, really. I'm just excited to see what he's going to do with Love and Thunder. And it was supposed to get it in July. Uh, still don't know if we're getting it. And apparently it's supposed to be July. Um, I, I, I really... It says expected release date, July 8th, 2022. So, uh, and that's what the phase four thing I said, I believe as well. So we're supposed to be getting that this year and that's supposed to be the release after Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. There's probably going to be a post-credits in Multiverse of Madness, if, if I'm honest. And if you're an MCU fan, you'd be a fool if you left before the credits of that film because there's probably going to be a teaser or an, an after-credits scene that will lead into Love and Thunder. But will this connect to all the multiverse um, stuff? I'm not sure. But again, I trust Wateti to pull it all off. And number five was a film I had just seen a couple of weeks ago. Um, It was The Batman. And I've got a lot of things to say about that movie. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, yep. (laughs) I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, um, 
very, I was solid. Like I was very confident with myself that I put this on this list and, um, it, it was, wow. It was more than I expected. Um, but I will talk about this more when this film gets its home release, I think, because I really want to go into spoilers and talk about really, and really dig into this film and talk about it more then. But I would rather, I'd rather do that when it gets, when it gets its uh, home release. Cause I think it's a little too late to talk about it now. It's currently like three weeks into its theatrical run. So, um, we can talk about it later on. Uh, number four, I've got, nope, nope. And this is uh, Jordan Peele's next film. Uh, you know, Get Out, Us, you heard of him. Uh, <laughs> this is starring Kiki Palmer, Daniel Kaluuya, Stephen Yeun, and is looking like, that, like a trailer's been released, but from what I've seen from the trailer, the images that I've seen on his Instagram, um, on the Monkey Ball Productions Instagram as well, is... This looks to be like an alien invasion film. Uh, people have deducted that nope means not of planet Earth, which makes a lot of sense. Um, but it also, you know, means like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> like, you know, uh, running away from something or afraid of something. Um, but there's a lot of alien imagery throughout the trailer. Um, it looks to be is something with horses as well. Um, horses being used in Hollywood. And... I don't know. I'm just down for it, man. I've loved what Jordan Peele has given us so far. He's one of the most interesting voices in horror. And I'm just fucking keen to see Nope uh, when this finally comes out in, I believe, in Australia. It comes out in August. Uh, I think the Americans are getting it in late July, I think. But we're getting it like the 16th of August, I believe. So um, that kind of sucks, but... Eh, what are you what are you gonna do with fucking dis- distribution international distribution it's funny isn't it it's it's really it's 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 quite a funny thing um uh so yes i'm looking forward to nope um i wish i could cut that out i could i could cut that out but i probably fucking won't i won't cut that one out uh number three is a film that i know it definitely is coming out this year it's coming out in april in fact and it is Robert Eggers' next film, The Northman. Uh, his Viking revenge saga film, The Northman, starring Alexander Skarsgård, Willem Dafoe, Undertale Joy, Bjork, Ethan Hawke. Um, it's a great cast. Um, Vikings are getting a much of a, a lot of a bit of a kick lately. Bit of a kick. People are loving Vikings. People are loving what Vikings are doing. Loving them seeing them on the screen. Um, unfortunately, I didn't love playing as a Viking in Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla, but um, I've still been enjoying the Norse stuff we have been uh, getting. It's, and the Northman is going to be nothing short of that because I think Eggers is going to give us something quite phenomenal. Uh, judging from the trailer alone, I just think, it, it. first of all, it looks fantastic. It looks much more of a bigger film too. Um, I'm like Big sets, probably longer days. It just looks like much more of a... Just a very... Because his first two films, like, if you want to go back to uh, The Witch, for example, it's a very small film, very small cast, and very one location, uh, set in one location. The Lighthouse, two fucking people in that film, one location, uh, apparently a very fucking uh, chaotic production. Um, If you haven't seen the the behind-the-scenes feature, I think... um, 
Stormy Day or something. Stormy Days, or something I think it's called, or it's just it's the making of. And you get some great interviews of Willem Dafoe, Robert Eggers, uh, Rob Pattinson, and the especially the costume designer and the um, cinematographer, the uh, and the uh, uh, composer for that film. Uh, great behind the scenes feature for that. Just a bit of a lighthouse tangent there because that film is excellent. But so this is a bit of a kind of a step up from from those two films, those small location uh, set films, we are spanning multiple locations. We have a lot of characters. It's a big cast. And um, it seems to be more, I think, instead of A24, Eggers went with focus features for this one. And I think it was because he needed a bigger budget. So focus features was able to give that to him. Um, I heard from early reports as well from test screenings that, this film was like almost four hours long and people thought it was boring and um, kind of very, very slow. Um, not even kind of very slow. And um, Eggers has, has since uh, went back into post-production and, um, uh, you know, cut it down, uh, made it more, I guess, feasible, um, more digestible for an audience. And uh, I think that's like also a good and a bad thing. I would love to see that four-hour cut, to be honest. But I'd also think you need to think about your audience and how it comes across to them. Um, not saying that you should always listen to test crowds, um, but you always need to think about your audience. In my opinion, uh, I think a great example of a person that made a film for for themselves, but also made a film with their audience was Denis Villeneuve with Doom Part One. But um, I think Eggers can still make something quite um, extraordinary um, and accessible to a larger audience, but I definitely I'd love to see that longer cut. To be honest, um, and who knows? It could have been boring, but I still want to fucking watch it because Eggers makes very, very unique movies, and the way he approaches them is so just it's it's such a, a it's such a focused approach to his uh, films. And um, uh, I'm just, yeah, to, to see him do something this big and this grand in scale uh, is going to be fucking exciting to watch, I think. And I, and I can't wait to watch this on the big screen. The uh, the Northman, I believe it opens April 24th, where are we? April 15th, I believe it opens. So I believe it opens April 15th. And uh, I think we're getting the same date too. Same date in Australia as well. So that's exciting. And um, I'll be there. I'll be fucking there. Opening, hopefully opening night. <laughs> hopefully I'm not working, but opening night, I will be there for the Northman. Uh, my number two is, if I did this uh, a couple of weeks ago or maybe a couple of months ago, um, mo- most of you might not have heard of this film, but this film's been making the rounds lately at the South by Southwest Film Festival. And um, if you've heard of a little film called Swiss Army Man, it's directed by the Daniels, uh, Daniels uh, Skynet, uh, Skynet, Daniels Shaynet and Dan Kwan. And it's an odd little film. It's a cute little film. It's a great little film as well. Their follow-up, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, is coming out soon, like very, very soon. I think it's like the end of, I think it's like 
I think America gets it in like a couple of days, but we're supposed to get it, I think, next week, I believe. Um, so very excited for that. It stars Michelle Yeoh. Um, we have a plot description here. It's an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she could have led. So it's the Daniels uh, interpretation of a multiverse and Michelle Yeoh's uh, multiverse. And Michelle Yeoh is a great, great actor. And um, this just looks fucking awesome. <laughs> this just looks like, it just looks like my shit. And that's why it's on, uh, on my list. Um, I should have mentioned before, if your films are on this list, I'm sorry, it's just because I just picked the films that would probably... I'm looking forward to this is my list your list is going to be different and look everyone's list is awesome all right everyone's list is awesome because everyone if you've got a movie list you're looking forward to I think you're a pretty awesome person because movies are fucking great so um this is mine and everything everywhere all at once is my number two it was my number one but then we got a certain little trailer and I got a little more excited I rewatched the first one and my number one is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Um, I rewatched the first one. I just mentioned I re- yeah, rewatched the first one uh, last month. My God, is it just amazing. It is just... It's, it is a, a great Spider-Man story. Uh, the animation is just, again... Like, you've heard all the praise about it. But I rewatched this film and then I realized something had a bit of an epiphany had a bit of a breakthrough where i realized that spider-man definitely is i think my favorite superhero he definitely not even sorry not i think that's a bit of a contradiction there that spider-man is my favorite superhero by far and um just all of these stories and all these movies are so very unique and this one is you know uh into the spider-verse was the most unique example that we got uh starring spider-man but not peter parker starring miles morales and it'd be it's so good to see that they can continue with this one. Um, I'd love to, I'm, I'm really excited to see Miles again um, and uh, Gwen Stacy again, Spider-Gwen, all the rest of the spider people. <laughs> and uh, look, we're, we're digging more into what I really hope with this one is, I really hope we dig into even more animation styles and just get more creative with it, you know, and just more crazy because, um, it's just that that first film, man. It's just one of the most imaginative things I've ever fucking seen. Like someone sat down, and like, look, hats off to the you know. First of all, hats off to Lord Miller for making a film like that, getting gear with Sony Pictures Animation and and making that. But hats off to the fucking animation artist, most of all, for making that film the way it fucking looked. So they need the applause, the applause, the fucking animation artists, the people that sat down and worked on hours to make that film the way it fucking is. So to see them shine again, and I'm, look, I'm, I don't know them by name. I'm not, I don't know if the same ones are working on it again, but to see it all come together again for part one of a second film, because this is, this is apparently supposed to be a trilogy. Um, is just this is why it's my number one. I I, I had I had a bit of a break for this year about Spider Man. I I played the Miles Morales game as well, and I just I just had that feeling. I I just, I just knew that this was going to be my most anticipated film of the year. And again, like I said about the Northman, 
Um, like I said, with I me, mean, I didn't say it was number two, but I'm going to say it for number two. Day one. That's a day one. Day one, I'll be in that cinema watching Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse part one. Because part what part two apparently is due out next year, I think. Um, so this is part one of a, um, a second film. And uh, it doesn't matter, man. I'm still fucking excited to see it. Dune was a part one. And that fucking film is in my top ten of last year. So, spoiler alert. So I'm, I'm just excited, man. I'm just so, so fucking excited. I'm excited for all these movies, really, but um, Spider-Man, um, mostly excited for, as it is my number one most anticipated for 2022. What are your most anticipated movies of 2022? If you get in touch with me, let me know. I'm on Facebook. Um, you can check out the Instagram as well, the Case Movies Podcast Instagram. DM me there. What your top ten is? Um, I'd love to hear them. Because we all have different opinions, man. We have we all have different ideas. We have we have different tastes, and I love to talk to people and discuss with them what their tastes are and what they're looking forward to. Maybe look into forward to like more Superman stuff, like Shazam, the second Shazam film. Um, maybe you're even like you wanted to see a lot of more horror. Um, let me know. I'd love to hear it. Um, but yeah, that's my top ten. That is what I'm looking forward to in 2022. Uh, check them all out. Hopefully, when they're released, <laughs> I, I hopefully get to check them all out when they are released. I think that's going to do it for the uh, the podcast this week. Um, though that is the movies I'm looking forward to 2022. Um, I thought I was going to do some Oscar predictions as well, but I've been talking about that for way too long. So um, I think I'll do what I'll do is I'm going to do a little bonus episode. Uh, later on, and I'll be talking about the Oscar um, nominees right before. I think it's be exciting. I think it'd be exciting to do it right before Oscar night, and then like we'll do like a kind of like a part two to that, where I will talk about the winners and and my reactions to those as well, because that could be interesting as well. Um, <clears throat> thank you so much for listening. It's been a while. I've been away. Um, I've been. It's been weird. It's been a weird start to the year. It hasn't been the greatest. Uh, it's been quite a weird, weird start to the year. And uh, I'm, I, I was in a bit of a, a little bit of a hole, a little bit of a slump, but I feel myself getting out of it now, and uh, it feels good. So I will talk to you soon about some Oscar nominations. That is not going to be an official episode. Remember, that will be a bonus episode. Uh, if you want to reach me, I'm on Twitter. I'm on. YouTube, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. All those links will be in the show notes. If you want to reach me, DM me at, uh, at those locations and um, have a great week. Be safe and uh, I will uh, talk to you next time.